Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Robin Washit. Blissful ignorance, I think. It could be an advantage here. Robin Washit. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a ball guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be absolutely huge. The hot cake. told me before I got here today that, hey, there's going to be a topic today that was going to pop the YouTube comment section. Uh, this is the one I never would have guessed. The only one I would have guessed is, oh, this would have happened at about 340 when Robin Washit proclaimed, yeah, I think Nebraska should be a one seed in the NCAA <laughs> tournament. <laughs> Robin, people have many opinions on a new soccer stadium in Omaha, Nebraska. Would you like to contribute to the hot takes? <laughs> No, I uh, I'm a man that stays in his lane in situations like this, and I uh, I do not have a strong enough opinion one way or the other to to really take a side. So I'll just sit back and uh, read the comments section. For mm. It's probably a good idea. Uh, <laughs> another good idea would be for Nebraska ball fans to embrace yeah embrace the goodness. I mean, they're they're in. I did not check my bracket matrix today, but they were in all but one bracket. Two days ago, I'm guessing wow. they're probably in the same spot, if not better, today. And all with, but two, all but two. All, but all right. Two. So who's the jerk? Who's the new jerk? I'll who figure jumped it. in. I'll figure it said, out. No, nah, they're not good enough. I mean, with the record, what it is, CPI, the schedule remaining. CPI was one of them. If there is Robin, in all seriousness, yeah. a a weakness to the resume, what is it? Right oh, now, road wins. Yes. They got one of them, yeah. and it's pretty obvious that, like, for them to really cement themselves as a bona fide fixture in all of these brackets and the eventual one that actually matters, they got to win all, away from home. Um, you know, that's something that the last time they were in the situation killed them. You know, they had one good win, and it was at home. Um, you know, from the metric standpoint, and it ended up not just only keeping them out of the tournament, but uh, putting them on the road as a five seed in the NIT. So there's so much value into being able to show that you're, you can play uh, outside of the comfort of your own arena. And Nebraska's had multiple opportunities now to get at least one of them, and they've squandered uh, all of them. And so that's outside of the Kansas State game. So that's the, that's the challenge now. Start Saturday where it's another opportunity where, yeah, Maryland just went out and, uh, one on the road against Iowa, but they've been an up and down, inconsistent team, and um, are certainly a a, a matchup that uh, you, you can maybe talk yourself into Nebraska finding a way to do it. But for that to happen, they got to 
figure out how to do all of the things they do so well at Pinnacle Bank Arena and, and carry it with them uh, when they go to a different venue. And that's uh, been much easier said than done for whatever reason thus far. And until they do that, I think that's going to be the one holdup is, yeah, okay, they're, they're great at PBA, but take them out of there. What have they done? And right now, outside of that Kansas State game, it's really not much. What what explains the road struggles, Robin? I was having this conversation with someone last night, and we were trying to figure it out. What what, what best explains it on your end? Well, it's hardly just a Nebraska issue. Like it's across the board, especially in the Big Ten and really um, all of college basketball, where for whatever reason, winning on the road seems to be harder than ever. And um, I I honestly don't know what if you can pinpoint it because you look at Nebraska's losses. They've all been so widely different. I mean, the, the Minnesota game was a complete aberration where they absolutely dominated for 20 minutes and completely imploded for the next 20. And then, you know, the Wisconsin game, Wisconsin's really good at home. They're one of the top teams in the country, and they shot lights out, and Nebraska just didn't have the firepower to keep up. The Iowa game, they got up to the worst start imaginable uh, and were able to rally back and actually take the lead in the second half. And then, you know, once again fell apart as Iowa went on another run and you know, just couldn't recover from it. And then Rutgers, you're up 12 at two different points in the first half and second half, including midway uh, through the second half. And you just go 11 minutes without making a field goal. And so you can't get a rebound. And so, like, it's been a variety of issues. I have, so I don't know if you can just finger point and say, well, they just don't do this or they're missing this because each of these road missed opportunities uh, have have really come in different ways, and so that's I guess the good news is that it's not just one clear issue that they can't figure out. But the bad news is they got to find a way to um, stop coming up with new ways to to miss out on these chances to to really take that next step as a as a as a postseason contender. A thirty four and ten isn't going to happen every night, but is that a is that a sign that there is bigger not bigger but there's better things to come or more consistently better things to come from rank mast well kind of leveled out what he had done the last two games where he had two of his worst performances of the season um before that where i think he was shooting like 20 some percent from the field uh was struggling to rebound and just didn't look like his normal self and i think part of that had to do with um you know that he had that knee surgery and that kind of set him back so i think just from a conditioning standpoint from a just athletic explosiveness standpoint he was still lagging a little bit coming off of that where he was able to play through it uh to, for the most part to a to a good degree but i think eventually he was kind of starting to wear down and so one of the things fred hoiberg talked about was that they've been really intentional about monitoring rings workload in practice to where he's not doing nearly as much as he had been doing before the surgery and I think that started to pay off to where he's starting to get a little bit of that bounce back and his legs feel a little bit fresher. And, you know, <laughs> you saw that translate uh, into him, you know, doing step back three pointers from the wing to where, you know, you never, you never saw that from him uh, at all to this point. So I think that that's been um, a positive development in getting him back on track is that they've kind of find the right recipe to handle him during the week to keep him as fresh as possible for the games, um, but when when he shoots, I mean, even anywhere close to that, not to say he's ever going to make six threes in a game again, but even if he's making two or three, that makes such a huge difference in everything Nebraska does offensively because it, it, the spacing that is required 
to make Fred Hoiberg's offense uh, work at a high level, that creates pretty much all of it, where you're drawing those big defenders away from the rim uh, and you know allowing four other guys uh, on your team to operate with a lot more space and room to the basket. So the, the ripple effect of rink mass playing like that and shooting like that um, is significant in a lot of ways. And hopefully, you know, even if they don't get a performance like that again, they can get the good rink, the, the fresh legs rink, uh, more often than not, because he is so critical to their success. If you look at his career numbers, he's essentially already matched his three-point production from last year at Bradley. Two years ago, he shot 93 threes, but he is on pace right now to probably exceed that uh, at this point. And you mentioned if he can hit two to three threes, I mean, that would be much above his career average. Was that kind of what the plan was coming into the season was – you know, Fred saw something in him and said, you know what? I think you can be a more, you know, productive, more of a volume three-point shooter than you have been. And and maybe what we saw the other night was a little bit of that bearing fruit. Yeah, and it wasn't just based off what he had done at Bradley, but what he had done internationally. Right. You know, when they're playing in that you know, more spread out European game, um, you know, that's where he really showed off his shooting. And then he'd, he'd had games where he'd hit five or six threes in the game before. So, like, He'd proven to be that type of shooter, but I think when the, the big selling point for, for getting him to Nebraska was was Fred's offense and the way that uh, you know they do so many different things with their five man and you know to basically say hey here's film with Derek Walker we want you to do all these things plus we want you to shoot threes you know mm-hmm. that's, that's a nice selling point for a guy like that so uh, I, I think this is kind of the vision they had for him all, all along because they knew that he was. Uh, you know, a bona fide three-point shooter for his size. And, you know, like I said, that is such a critical component to, to making this system really uh, work at its, at its highest level. Robin, the, the, the people that I've talked to over the last couple of days have been kind of consistent in saying if, if they can go two and two in the next four, that that's mm-hmm. like where you want to be because it sets up for a really nice back half, assuming you're able to pick off a couple of road games in the, in the back half of the schedule. Do, are, are they able to go two and two? I mean, it's certainly able to, um, but I think right now, if you look at the the Ken Palm project projections, Ken Palm has us losing all four. But that being said, I think at least two or three of them are one possession games. Yeah. So you know, those it's it's a matter of one. You know, starting Saturday, can they figure it out and, and finish the job on the road? Because if they can't, then that goes a long way in answering that question. And two is how much that home court magic can make a difference. You know, the, they had a real tough time with Wisconsin uh, up in Madison and you know, kind of let the Badgers do whatever they wanted uh, offensively. Does that change at home? Um, I think if, if they can at least uh, slow Wisconsin down a little bit and make things uh, slightly more uh, less comfortable for them, they're gonna have a real shot to win that game, you know, because they've already beaten Wisconsin before in Lincoln, and they so they've 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 shown that they uh, can compete at a much higher level to that degree. So they're that right there. You know, I think Maryland is a winnable game on the road. That could be an opportunity to get that first road win. Then all of a sudden, you're you're winners of three straight. You know, people are nationally talking about you, and you got an opportunity for a huge quad one win at home against. Well, against Chucky Hubbard and the boys, that uh, you know the motivation will not be lacking. So I think that there's certainly opportunity to get two, uh, at least two, out of these next four. 
But that being said, right now, I think the metrics say that uh, Nebraska is going to have some work to do, and they're going to need some things to go their way uh, to be able to to get to that 500 four game mark, uh, or or maybe even better. Would you like to know what Bart says? Bart probably. Bart says uh, 52 percent chance against Maryland, 51 against Wisconsin. Mm. There you go. So Bart says a four game winning streak incoming. Well, Bart also says a 20% chance of winning at Illinois and a 40% chance of winning at What does Bart even know? His name rhymes with something, John. We know what that rhyme is. Dart? Sure. Dart Torvik. To to me, for that to happen, like, oh, to get two, I mean, there's going to be some fairly significant things that need to happen. For one, you're probably going to have to beat Wisconsin at home. That's a small feat. Then you're going to have to win uh, at least one on the road. Um, and so if you don't beat Wisconsin, you have to win two on the road. We're talking about a team that uh, finds new ways every single time they leave PBA to, to, to cost themselves wins. So um, we'll see. Like Again, the opportunity is there. They have proven that they can play with anybody in this conference and beat anyone in this conference, but uh, they got to play up to their potential for a full 40 minutes, which on the road has uh, been the case uh, far too tough, far too uh, inconsistently. By the way, we were telling you yesterday, or was it two days ago, we were going over the rest of the schedule looking at the net rankings. Northwestern, thanks to their win last night yeah. over Illinois, yeah. is now 69 Nice in the net. So as of today, that Northwestern road trip is a Q1 game. So of the next four, three of those games are Q1 opportunities. Yep. There you go. So I mean, hmm. the 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 stage is set. Yes, for Nebraska it is. To almost, I almost say punch its ticket to the tournament, but they could be in a really, really, really good spot going into that first week of February if uh, if they can find a way to capitalize on it. Absolutely, Robin Wash at HuskerOnline dot com. Robin, thanks. Thanks for refraining on talking about soccer stadium locations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I, discourse. I, 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 I have a feeling there's going to be much hotter takes than anything I could provide on that. Yeah, yeah. We'll go back to the YouTube comment section when we <laughs> hang up with you. <laughs> Start reeling them off. Yeah. They're going crazy. Thanks, Robin. Bye, Robin. Yep. See you guys. It's really this uh, this Saturday begins. Really, I, I know we talked about it being the second easiest finishing schedule, but these next two weeks. I was going to say, yeah, these are starting Saturday. Five games in two weeks. You go from Saturday at Maryland to a week from tonight Wisconsin. against Wisconsin. Oh, baby. Then, very quick turnaround. Is it Sunday? For, uh, Sunday. The Illinois game, right? At Illinois. Yeah. You stay on the road for Wednesday at Northwestern. So, Wisconsin, two-day prep. Illinois, two-day prep. Northwestern. Then you finish this five games with another two-day prep, you go Wednesday to two weeks from Saturday, home against Michigan. So, I mean, this this is a this is a grind here now. We need to give it a five fun, games in two day in two weeks. Fun. We need to give it a name because this is this is the moment. This will decide if they're going dancing or not. Mm. Let's not have nickname it. Nebraska's got talent because oh it'll decide if they're going dancing. Wow. It's five games. Nebraska with the stars. That's also good. Get it? Like dancing with the stars? Nebraska dancing with, with Nebraska. The stars. Mm-hmm. 
Dancing with the Huskies. Yeah, you can do when better. I think of dancing in Nebraska, it's always like a polka or a line dance. Mm. You know, something you find in a honky tonk in some, you know, oh, yeah, the the Madison County man, bar. It's no, no, it's not. That's the macho man. I don't know if I think about polka when I think about a honky tonk. Greg and Lincoln says Michigan barely has a pulse. They should win that by 20 plus. Don't say that He now. says Michigan equals Mrs. B. Don't say that yet. It's still call a game it, and you yeah. still have to play it. We can call it Michigan Impossible. Wow. Wow. He's just, he's on one today. Yeah, he is. He couldn't speak yesterday. It's almost like, you know, yeah, yesterday I couldn't speak. So now I'm just going to say had all anything these that takes. comes in my head. I had all these takes. I couldn't just get out. By the way, uh, Tom Pelissero just tweeted, he of the NFL Network. that the Is he of NFL Network? Yes, the Falcons. Falcons. And again, he's going to use one of those terms. They're, they're not hiring. They are zeroing in on Raheem Morris as their next head coach. Ooh, tough so, look for Bill. So is Belichick not going to coach this year? Because he hasn't interviewed with anybody what, else. What if he does become the DC of the Dolphins? That won't happen. I saw a theory uh, that Belichick's name being floated as much as it has is a total agent play because the interest in him is actually soft. That there is a very soft market for Bill because well, he's old and I mean, washed up, and everybody knows that, his game plans. Well, that appears to point? be that appears to be obvious because he's only interviewed with one team. Bingo. I mean, it, Raheem Morris. Oh, yep. And then Schefter just said they plan to hire him. There you go, Raheem Morris to the Alkins. So they're stealing my coach to the Alkins. Stealing my DC. Hmm. So we have to replace another. You know what? Bill Belichick can be. Our defensive coordinator. He would love to work with a legend like Aaron Donald. The Titans are still open, right? The Titans. Oh, that are... would be amazing. No, I thought that the Titans didn't. Th- didn't yeah, the we... Titans hired BC. They, yeah, Brian Callahan, oh, BC right. Jr. Oh yeah, we found out that Peter and Brian Callahan have a very similar voice. Oh, do so they? So if we ever need to do a Brian Callahan impersonation, oh, this needs that's to happen. Good to know. Yeah. Bill Belichick needs to get back to his assistant coach and roots, and. DC I don't think that for the LA happen. Rams. I don't think anyone wants that to happen. I like oh, the idea. What about Vrabel? Everybody wants that to happen. We have to, we have to counter the Harbaugh hire because, you know, it's all going to be about Harbaugh. Oh, Harbaugh. Uh, oh, Hollywood just loves Harbaugh. Oh, Harbaugh, Harbaugh, Harbaugh. Who's LeBron? Never heard of him. Oh, Le- oh Harbaugh. He's only the best coach in but the we NFL, bring in, John. We... No, but Bill Belichick could coach for the best coach in the NFL, Sean McVay. Kyle Shanahan? Kyle Shanahan. He's one game away from the Super Bowl, John. Mm, cool. You know what's <laughs> on his Brock hands? Purdy. You know what's on his hands? No rings. No, well, he no. got no rings. What the what about the And NFL? after Sunday, he'll still have no rings. Oh, spoiler alert for predictions well, tomorrow. That's actually true win or lose because they championship ring. Losers. What are we, UConn basketball? We just hand out rings Didn't for they just win the title? Sweet sixteens. Didn't Creighton do that? You had a lead eight. Yeah, ring. where's yes, your ring, yes, John? They did. Oh, sorry, that was okay. the joke did because you, UConn did, did you get too, one? even though they were the ones having a heart attack about it. Did you get one? No. Wow, because Josh Odson is of the Reavers, and That's he's gotten whack. rings. You're the voice of the Jays. Yours. You yell things. You suck. You yell at the refs. Uh-oh. Oh, they call the foul there. Trey Alexander's getting mugged on this end of the floor, and they call that guard. You get a prize. You didn't get a prize. I'm fine. All right, well. I don't wear rings. If they make the Final Four this year, okay, you know what? I'm going to ask that to Coach Mac tomorrow. 
Why didn't my friend John Bishop get a ring? No, justice for John no, Bishop. No, Hashtag justice for John. I'm not asking for it. I am. Again, I don't beg for things. I'm going to ask him tomorrow. Hey, Coach Mack, why doesn't John have a ring? You know, you'd have a powder blue. I didn't make a basket. You'd have a powder blue quarter zip by now if you did ask for things. Yep. I'm going to say it makes me sad. I'm going to say he doesn't complain, but I complain for him. In his stead. That means instead. Oh. Why we should just say instead. It's much quicker. Yeah, yeah, it actually is. <laughs> Drop the in his or his. All right. We will continue more on the more on the magical Jim Harbaugh. And the comment section on YouTube. Oh, no, we're not going back into that muck. Okay. I mean, we, we spent enough time on Nick's mouth. <laughs> 1620 the song. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.